Welcome to episode 12 of the Dynasty Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore DadFF. And we have a great guest here. You know, obviously, he's been a, a staple of the last couple episodes. John at underscore or at Dynasty underscore Trades. How you doing today, buddy? Hey, doing well, Mike. Really, really fun to be here. I, I might throw out there that I'm actually also a Dynasty Dad. So we got that thing going together. But really been looking forward to this, this pod, Mike. Yeah, no, this is this is an interesting one because we talked about, you know, a couple of different ideas of, of topics here. And the one that came out, these rookies are blowing up. I mean, we talked about this 2020 class for so long and they have not disappointed. I mean, they have flashed from running backs flashing. The wide receivers are, I mean, every single position, these guys are are, you know, fitting the bill. I mean, they're better than what we had even anticipated. Early on, we said, hey, COVID's going to be there. It's going to be tough for wide receivers. And you got guys like Lamb and Jefferson that are just exploding through. Quarterbacks, they said they're not going to have enough time to really get ready. Burrow, Herbert, and now Tua's going to get the start. I mean, this is this is so exciting. I mean, this is a fun time of year. And we wanted to talk to you guys about, you know, some of the trades that are going down with some of these big players. Wanted to talk to you about, you know, if we were redoing the draft today, just John and I, how we would see it and how we would actually draft it out. Um, so, I mean, any, any thoughts on before yeah. we dive in, this exercise is going to be fun. I mean, it, it was it, super it, yeah. difficult, but what are some, some takes that you have as far as rookies, you know, well, here we are, right you now? know, right. I mean, through seven weeks, just like we said, this class was so deep, it is showing up. I mean, I want so many of these guys, even in a redo draft well into the second round. And what's amazing is these guys can help you compete in year one. And you know, obviously help you build for the future. But some of these guys are are already in the, the top 12 at their position as a rookie. And, and like you said, I, I think that we thought it was going to take them a little bit longer with no preseason. But just the natural talent. These guys are just blowing up on the scene. It's so much fun to watch. And it just feels like a few of these other guys are just ready to bust out at any time. So it's still you still got to stay active on the trades. I mean, I'm not dealing many of these guys right now, though. I'm holding, unless it's really obvious value, these are guys that I want to build my my dynasty teams on, whether I'm competing or rebuilding right now. Yeah, I think the biggest take for me for, for a rebuilding team right now is, is I'm going to start taking guys that are on that tier of, you know, Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams, some guys that are up there. I might try to be looking and, and packaging up and trying to get C.D. Lamb and, and Justin Jefferson and, and trying to make some of those kind of moves because whatever you get on top of them, I feel like these guys, we've been talking about them. They are, you know, they have the draft pedigree. They have the college production. Now they're jumping in here and they have ideal situations where we were afraid with Lamb because of, you know, who was in front of them. And we were right. afraid with Jefferson because we didn't know how much volume. And I mean, they are better than advertised. Who we are. Exactly. Yeah. So now's the time that if you're not in that top six of your league to make some of those transition moves and and deal some of those you know deal ezekiel elliott for jonathan taylor in a little bit you know start moving yourself back and we've talked about that a lot on on shows before so that's the move let's jump right in here you know um we're sponsored again like i said through thrive right now you guys can choose 10 over and unders for thrive fantasy app in their prop contest for this week 25 dollars enter over $3,750 for first place, 15000 in guarantees, and they've upped the ante a little bit. If you guys use the code DAD when you guys sign up and make a deposit over $20, if you they will deposit a match of up to $50 now. So last week it was $30. Now they'll give you $50. So if you guys go on there, you nice. put the code DAD, you get another $50. And you know a lot of a lot of you guys have checked it out and seem to really enjoy yeah. it. It's just a little bit different, you know. It's like a an extra right. play on fantasy. It's all no, it's entertainment, but you can make some money. You got to take that dad allowance, though. Come on, that's right. Dad's throwing a little bit of money in there. That's yeah. probably my kids' allowance by far. <laughs> so, you know, they, they might they they got a couple years before they come can on, dad. Help you out here, yeah. <laughs> all right, so I uh, we we had a little bit of a contest in the back, or maybe you know we just were trying to figure out who didn't want to go one hundred and one. Um, and I actually started out with with one guy in mind, and I. I switched it back over. I started digging deeper. And for me, the 101 is still Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, he's averaging 15.87 fantasy points per game. Number two in the NFL now with 505 rushing yards. Uh, he's 31 targets over the six games. So he's getting about five targets a game, 21 receptions, 177 yards. He's the RB8 on the season right now. And the reason that I'm still taking him number one, I know people say, hey, Mike, but what about Le'Veon Bell? Or, you know, What's going on? He has he only has one touchdown. 
for me, he has he has just watching them play the Bills. They were playing four in the front. Yeah, they were up. yep, they were sitting back and just didn't want Patrick Mahomes to beat him. And I still say that you know, we haven't seen the best of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, he is a guy that is in an offense that that like I said, they don't want Mahomes to beat him deep. So they're giving him those runs. They're giving him the dinks and dunks. And he hasn't had that seven, eight reception game, or he hasn't had that two touchdown game yet. And I feel like the Le'Veon Bell news has made him affordable again. I'm seeing some trades out there on Dynasty. Right. Me too. They were not there before. You know, two weeks ago at this time, you could not buy him. Now Le'Veon Bell's there, and it, it's creating an opportunity. Um, Chris Flipson at Skip Jackson 30 put out a poll uh, two days ago. Would you trade Saquon Barkley straight up for Clyde Edwards Hilaire if you were in a contending team? I was shocked. You know, I thought it would be close to 50-50. 75% of the polls said there they're taking wow. Edward Tolaire, you know, and it's a matter of having that production for the season when yeah. you're a contender. Uh, but for me, I mean, Clyde Edwards Tolaire is going to be, if he isn't already, a top five dynasty running back. And he's still in that fringe end of the first round, early second round for me when it comes to, you know, startups. Yeah, no, there you go. I I like it. I, I think that People are worried about Le'Veon Bell and others have been a little bit worried about the goal line work. But just like you said, I mean, he hasn't really had the goal line touchdown. He's still like, what, number eight overall in PPR with the running back. So he's he's got the game and he's going to continue to, to to continue to grow there. And Le'Veon Bell, we just know he's going to be there for a year. But, um, you know, clearly CEH is going to be the guy in KC. And we had that before. We were worried about Damian Williams, and then people were worried about Marlon Mack with Jonathan Taylor. And we're worried about guys we shouldn't be worried about. You know, cream rises to the top. Those are the guys that are going to get. Those are guys that are going to get the carries. You know, and for me, it was real close between the guy that I know you're going to go with, and then the guy that I went with. Twitter had it as Burrow one, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I took Edwards Hilaire one. You taking Burrow at two? Yeah, I, I'm still sticking with Burrow in a superflex redo here. He really just. Seems like he's got it all. The one thing he really doesn't have, Mike, so far is the offensive line. And, and, you know, look, I think that we all might be a little bit worried about Cincinnati in general, but this guy comes in and from day one, he looks like a franchise quarterback and is just making things happen, uh, moving the offense. And he's going to be doing that for years. He, he was like one of the top QBs for a few of the weeks already. And I mean, I, I saw people winning weeks with Burrow as their quarterback and uh, just just feel like he's got the all around game. They're going to completely build around him. And so it's just so exciting to watch this guy. And, you know, I think that many people had him as the, the one-on-one going in to the season. And I'm, I'm sticking with it. I've seen everything I needed to to solidify that for me. Yeah, I feel like there's a tier – you know, when we first started this, there's a tier of four. I feel like there's a tier of five guys in that first. And with me, Burrow and Edwards Hilaire, I can see it drafted a little bit based off of team need. The reason I went Edwards Hilaire over yeah. Burrow is I feel like there's more quarterbacks available. There's more quarterbacks that are really going to be able to put you into the playoff situation where the running backs, we all know that they're scarce and that's the hot toy that we all kind of go after. Um, and yeah, Burrow has the poise to be, you know, I had him as a top 10 dynasty quarterback before he even joined the league you know i haven't moved him up too much more because that's a tough that one through eight range yeah you know i have him at qb9 that one through eight is a tough area to crack through but he's got the poise he's got he's the right swagger there. he can make the throws he does not have the offensive line you're completely right like you take out the ravens game and his numbers look flashy you know i mean right yeah. now he's the qb 25 you take out that game he's more in that mid-teens and he's definitely a startable option for you you know i took him in the udpl uh, as the 101, and mm -hmm. I, I've been happy with it because it was a situation where I needed the quarterbacks. Yeah, um, for sure. And another guy that was in that situation for the 101 and the guy that I was I was screaming about being the 101, you know, for the entire offseason for me was Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's who Absolutely. I'm taking here at three. And just to look at him right now, he's averaging just a, a, a shade under 14 and a half points per game, you know, and they've been using a – a, a backfield there where they're they're mixing everybody in you know what i mean um you get some carries in there the whole way across jonathan wilkins and they're giving the ball to uh why is why is his name forgetting me what do we do wilkins yeah yeah he's getting wilkins and hines yeah and hines and uh you know they i they have yet to really hand it completely over to him but i feel like right. that's coming you know 367 rushing yards 
three, three touchdowns. The crazy part is we didn't think he would be the guy to be catching passes at 17 targets, yeah. 16 receptions. He's right there with Edward Solaire when it comes to reception. Yeah. Almost looks like one of his strengths. And now is the time to buy Jonathan Taylor. No right question. Now, the final eight games here or nine games, he has the number one re- uh, strength of schedule. You know, that schedule is chalked full of, you know, some gimmies in there, some some opponents where Jonathan Taylor should be able to carve them up. The offensive line, that obviously hasn't been the issue. The last couple of games, he's up over four and a half yards per carry. Jonathan Taylor is about to explode. And I think a lot of people are seeing that. I totally agree. Yeah, to me, that was the, the obvious pick there at 103. And you could debate him even getting taken earlier there. And what, what I also read was that he's actually faced, I, I believe, the fifth most stacked boxes in the league. And so he's already got the respect of the opposing defenses. And, and look, I mean, Indy does need a little bit of time to gel. It's a new kind of offense under Phillip Rivers, the offensive line, still trying to figure things out. And they were missing a couple of guys. I agree with you. He feels like he's about ready to break out at any time. And that's, so, a, that's a fantastic point. I mean, I love that because Clyde Edwards and Lair comes into the perfect situation with the, the quarterback still the same. That's the, you know, the entire situation is the same, same, same offensive scheme. He's just coming in as that final piece of the puzzle where Jonathan Taylor's coming in. You're coming in with a new quarterback, trying to make it all gel in there. You know, the wide receiver that they took early with Michael Pittman goes down to injury. And it's just been a, you know, trying to figure out how that offensive looks, but once they figure that out and once they get past that hump, He's going to blow up. He's a league winner this year if you can get him. And, you know, a buddy of mine from from our one uh, pros versus Joe's league, Curtis Patrick, made a deal. And this is this is really what's going to kind of stick out here a little bit. Um, he dealt Michael Thomas and Austin Eckler for Jonathan Taylor in a second. Now, nice. To, bold. All, Ed is bold. But a guy like that, you know, he's plugged in over there. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. You know, from from making trades with him in that league, I mean, the the man is brilliant. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he might be seeing it's time to, you know, get away from Michael Thomas and move on to Jonathan Taylor. You know, it seems a little light to me, but these are the kind of moves people are making is they're trying to trade down from these big time players who are, you know, a little bit older in age to get to a guy like Jonathan Taylor, who's 22 years old, is about to explode the second half. No doubt. Yeah, so let's let's keep this going. So I got my boy CeeDee Lamb coming in strong here at, at 104. And that hurts. And actually, Are you feeling yeah, the same I know way? You you're, wanted like, I want, you're like, I wanted that yeah. guy too. Yeah, no, I, I really wanted Taylor, but I'll I'm I'm certainly not settling for CeeDee Lamb. I, I think that I, I've actually seen quite a bit of discussion about should this guy actually have been considered the 101, knowing what we know now. I mean, we thought this guy was going to blow up. He reminded a lot of people of Nuke and others. But he he just – the defenses are struggling to cover this guy. He's got all of the traits. He, he, he gets open. He fights for the ball. He can win in contested situations. He's got the speed to break away. He's got it all. He really – this guy has it all. And, and so, you know, actually – I was debating even C.D. Lamb versus Jonathan Taylor, and I, I had to post a, a Twitter poll just to kind of keep myself honest. And I, I said, who would you rather have between Taylor and Lamb? And it was about 56% Taylor over Lamb. But, I mean, that's that's how many people would actually take Lamb over Taylor already. And yeah. you just look at this guy. I would, I would basically take – there's maybe – what do you think, Mike? Like maybe five, six wide receivers you would take over the Lamb and Dynasty right now? I mean, it's it's hard. I was, I was just debating that. I, I feel like at the end of the season, whoever finishes better, you know, him or DK, they're going to move into that top yeah. four, four or five range. That's that's and where I'm at. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I, I looked at it last week. He was on pace for 1,300 yards. You know, if he gets yeah. 1,300 yards and six to eight touchdowns, you're hard-pressed not saying he's – can you say it? Can you say the wide receiver one? I mean, can you say yeah, I know it's the conversation crazy, though, right? And, but he's in that conversation yeah. and, and DK Metcalf, AJ Brown and CD lamb are almost like, you know, you can't really take Michael Rocket Thomas, Devonte yeah. Adams and, and Deandre Hopkins and move them completely out of there. But it's almost yeah. like a split section, right? You have those young and up and comers who are 21, 22 right. years old, 20 years younger. And then you right. get those 27, 28 year olds. So depending what your team is, I mean, yeah, I'd rather have Michael Thomas and CeeDee Lamb right now. But, you know, yeah. if you are if you are not contending this year, if you're rebuilding, 
I have him on, you know, we talked about it last week. I have CD lamb on all my rebuilding rosters, every single one of them, because I made it a, I was talking to you before we jumped on here. If this is 2015, where we really heavily believe in the wide receivers early, he is the one-on-one. No No doubt doubt about it. And I'm talking about before we even knew what was going on, you know, that, that was a situation where he's there. And I feel like maybe as a community, we've overhyped the running backs. We were talking about if you did a one quarterback league, he was, he went one Oh six behind five other running backs. And yeah, you're right. Two of those guys are playing well. Yeah. And if anything, the hype on the running backs has come down to earth a little bit, but what has it is like you just said, some of these first and second year wide receivers are just taken off. You know, the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause with Lamb. Uh, if I'm contending, is is losing Dak. I mean, we talked about that in the last pod. If you, if you haven't heard that one, go check out Dak to the Future. But, I mean, even even with the Red Rocket in there, it doesn't matter. I mean, this guy will get open. He's going to get his. You know, Gallup almost just, just looked like a clear, distant third relative to – I mean, Lamb looks like the top guy. I mean, you could argue Amari Cooper, but it, it doesn't matter. Lamb is the future – uh, wide receiver to, to own in, the, in in that offense, no question. He's he's the most exciting guy out there. We have one trade sent in from uh, Nate J Moore N eight underscore underscore Moore. He said he got the offer of you know both of them are three, both teams are three and two, and he was offered Cortland Sutton, Darius Slayton, and Preston Wilson straight up for C D Lamb. And Twitter has this almost fifty fifty. For me, I'm not even touching that. Nope. I still nope. want C D no Lamb. Interest. You know. Yeah. No. Judy's still the alpha over there. You know, it, I, I think yeah. Judy's going to be the alpha in, in Denver. You know I mean? It's it will be, be an interesting situation, but CD lamb, this is the kind of trade you make and you're like, okay, it didn't work too bad this year, but two, three years down the road, you're going to be kicking yourself when CD lamb yeah. is a top five to five, top eight dynasty asset. And I feel like, you know, it's good to has, say it. Yeah. I, it does. I mean, I feel like <laughs> all those teams I drafted him on, it just, it's exciting. You know, he's uh, it, he's doing what I really hope DJ Moore would do this year, you know, and you don't want to overblow yeah. everything from that rookie year. And that's why this is so difficult to try to peg these guys down. And the guy I'm taking at five Twitter had at number three, I considered putting him up at number two. And, you know, I know our boy Jesse would say he's number one, but Justin Herbert has balled out. He has looked he has. fantastic. He has looked like a top five to 10 dynasty quarterback. We talked about it last week where we're like, before his four touchdown performance, we were talking about, is he a top 15? And I mean, he came out there and he lit it up. Yeah. If right now, 1195 yards, 97 for 141. So he's still throwing it over 65% completion percentage, nine touchdowns, three picks, adds another rushing touchdown. Cause he's got that nice, you know, rushing floor there. And Justin Herbert, you know, we thought was going to be a project quarterback. He looks fantastic. And if I'm yeah. on if I'm on a contending team, you know, and I, this is a deal that we were talking about, um, sent in by where's he at here? I will pull it up here in a second. But he was like, Hey, should I trade Dak straight up for Justin Herbert? And I'm like, that's that's a tough call because yeah, Dak's a top yeah. five quarterback. I would want a little bit more on top, but I feel like that's the yeah, kind of move too. if you're still you know, if you're if you're not rebuilding, that's a nice kind of move. If you can get Justin Herbert in a second, because yeah. he's an ascending quarterback and he has the numbers where right now he is the QB seven in points per game. Yeah, that's what I was nobody, about to say. Yeah, crazy. No, nobody would have expected that. Nobody would have expected no, that. You know, no you, we, we were expecting him to come in and, and have that struggle season kind of like what we expected with Daniel Jones, you know, and maybe in that QB 14, 15 range where he has some games where he puts up. 30 plus, but then he has some real duds where he's putting up eight fantasy points for you and you, you can't start him, but he looks every bit to be that elite quarterback that we, you know, we're hoping. And if you took him in that one Oh eight to one twelve range and you're super flex. Yeah. Congratulations. You're looking brilliant. You yeah, look exactly. Great. Yeah. Now it gets tricky. So that's, that's, yeah, it does. That's that top tier for me is those five guys, you know, and it's changed a yeah. little bit. Wait, did I, did I jump the gun there? No, we're good. Right. Yeah, we know you were on the six. So that's the top five there. The six yep. through eight becomes a little bit tricky. Who do you have? All right. Here? At, at 106, it's Tua time. That's what I've been saying ever since Miami announced that he was going to be the starting quarterback. It's Tua time, baby. And I, I'm so excited to watch this kid play. I, I'm sure you are as well. Uh, it, it wasn't that long ago where we could remember it was like this big, 
debate on who, who, which NFL team could tank for Tua, right? And everybody wanted this guy. He was already being predicted to be the top pick in the draft. And every time he stepped on the field, it was, it was 300 yards, four touchdowns, and he was balling out. Then the injury, right? And so he slid down, and he's been out of sight, out of mind. So the recency bias has kicked in. We talked about it on the pod last week. I still have Tua slightly over Herbert um, just because of everything I saw and, and believe in this kid. And, and here we are. I mean, Fitz Magic has been just reeling off wins. But despite all that, they, they're still going to go with Tua. I think they really want to see what they have in him and, and you know, have Fitz Magic come in and, and mentor the kid. And, you know, look, they got a couple of first-round draft picks next year. They got the Texans first-rounder. And so, you know, look, they, they definitely want to see what they have in Tua. But um, I think they're going to surround the kid with talent. I love where the, the Miami organization is going. And you could almost argue that he's in a better situation than those other two quarterbacks. And so uh, I'm really excited to get Tua here at the 106. Yeah, the, the exciting thing is, like you said, how they're handling things. I mean, the only trepidation I had with Burrow is, you know, it's Cincinnati and they have not handled things well. Uh, the Chargers, you know, they have they've been up and down a little bit, but Miami seems to be doing this the right way. Um I, I love Fitzmagic, you know what I mean? And he's done a great job and I know it felt like his team and he was doing yeah. so well. Uh, but I, I, I felt like Miami probably was leaning towards after the bye all year. You know what I mean? They knew that, that, that yeah. was when Tua was going to get healthy. You can see it. And it's worth an uptick in some guys there. I mean, I know people are really kicking the tires on Gasecki. You know, he, he's had some up and down games and, and Preston Williams. Preston. And, and, you know, I, I think Devonte Parker, I think two is yeah. just going to make everybody around him better. Um, I've been waiting for him. I agree. He's the guy that on all my super flexes, you and I have been very high. On oh him. yeah. I drafted him in almost every league and people are always asking how much for Tua because they're trying to get him at a discount yeah. and that discount's gone. I mean, he could come in and throw three windows four closed and yep. he moved instantly back up into that top four, top five. And yeah, uh, you know, I mean, maybe he has a bad game or two right out of the gates though. If he does go pick him up. I mean, mm -hmm. go, go start putting some offers out there. This guy is the future. So go get them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an exciting class. I mean, I feel like Tua, Herbert, and Burrow might rival that 2014 class. And they, you know, it could be that type of, mm -hmm. of year where we talked about all the running backs in this class, you know, and sometimes people were, I ended up in a couple of my super flex getting Burrow Tua at 104, 105. And, you know, back to back that I had in that area because I was like, if you guys are going to let those guys slip, I'm going to jump in there because super flex rookie quarterbacks are never cheaper than they are in the rookie draft. You know, you got to move up and get those guys and they're always at a premium. If, yeah. if, if he wasn't, I might be taking this guy above him, you know, and, and I'm, I'm glad to take Justin Jefferson at seven. Um, yeah. In most drafts, you could get him at 11, 12 right now. He's the wide receiver 16. I mean, we did not see this coming. We knew the talent was there. We knew he was fantastic at LSU, but let me tell you what we're looking at right now is 28 receptions for 537 yards three touchdowns crazy and he's on pace for over 1400 yards you know yeah <laughs> and, amazing and adam thielen is still sorry i got a little bit of a cold here adam thielen is still balling out yeah they have a lot of uh negative game script like they did last week which that's is why right Jefferson thrived and i think everybody thought well minnesota's just going to run the ball you know and and they've been struggling to keep teams off the board i mean they're giving up so many points where they're having to throw yeah. the ball and cousins hasn't looked good but he's He's proven in the past that he could support two top 18 wide oh, receivers, yeah. and he's doing it again. And he's doing and, it again. And Justin Jefferson, we knew he had that flash. He just – he reminds me a lot of a Keenan Allen. You know, he is mm -hmm. a better route runner than what we anticipated. He has the ability to high point. I mean, he's just – I'm excited with my Justin Jefferson shares. Again, all those rebuilds, pushing back, you know, accumulating that equity, getting the CD Lambs, getting the Justin Jeffersons. In my one quarterback league, I'm only in one left. I actually traded back one spot because the guy wanted Jerry Judy that bad. He gave me Kyler Murray and the 110 for the 109 and a late 21 first. And I took Jefferson. He got Judy. I ended up getting Kyler and Jefferson. I mean, that's the kind of move that sets you up love for it. years. Yeah, love that move. Yeah, so I, I definitely would have taken Jefferson there too. So applaud the move there. And uh, what so – where I'm going with the eighth pick is our boy DeAndre Swift. 
this this was really close. I won't reveal who the other guy was choosing because maybe maybe he falls to me at ten. But uh, yeah, Swift, you you can just see this this guy steadily improving. And wow, in week seven, he's actually one of the top running backs in the league. And it, it's just like he he flipped a switch, and all of a sudden we're seeing some of what we saw in college and that that dynamic guy making people miss catching balls out of the backfield just just finding ways to to win on the field and so and, and you know what what's a, what's really exciting to think about is you know what if patricia is fired i hate to say it that way but what if they actually get a coach that really wants to utilize this guy more like he should yeah. and uh you know peterson Come on, how much longer is that kind of guy going to be there? Carry on Johnson, no one really believes in anymore. And so I think they were just giving this this guy some time, rookie to work his way through. Now they, they're seeing it. And so, wow, the ceiling on this kid is amazing. I, 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 it's exciting to think yeah. about what this kid could do. At the Dynasty Refinery, we had him as the RB. You know, Jared used to argue he's the RB1. I used to say Taylor. Swift's the most complete back in this class. If he was in Kansas City, it's a totally different game. You know, I mean, it absolutely oh, yeah. is. And if we can get another coach there, which is, you know, I was arguing that he was going to use the heck out of Jer- of uh, DeAndre Swift because he was fighting for his job, but mm-hmm. apparently he doesn't care about his job. He wants to go sign Adrian Peterson. Peterson and, and Swift split carries. I think Adrian yeah. Peterson went for 14 for 38. Swift went 14 for 55 and two touchdowns. I mean, give the yeah. young electric kid the ball, you know, especially exactly. when you're playing for a job. That is my next guy that I got to talk about is I, and I'm, I'm, I was between these two guys, but I got to take J.K. Dobbins at nine. <sighs> Give him the darn ball. You know, this, <laughs> Seriously, yeah. This, this is a family-friendly show, so I didn't want to put any expletives in there. But, I mean, let's look at this. So, week one, 14 fantasy points because he gets seven touches. Scores two touchdowns. Week two, two carries for 48 yeah. yards. 24 no. yards a carry. Yeah. Then we look at week three, he gets one carry for six yards. You know, you're like and, – and, and that was a touchdown. He had a receiving touchdown in there. You know, then you're looking at week four, five carries for 16 yards, but he has two receptions. And then this past week, one carry or week five, one carry 34 yards, one carry 34 yards. Is he leading the league in yards per carry right now? (laughs) He's he's at 6.2. You know what I mean? It comes down when you only have one carry for for 3.2 yards or three yards in that one game, you know, but he has just. He has 11 receptions on the season for 74 yards. We've said it before. If Mark Ingram goes down, he's in the perfect situation in that RPO offense. And it seems like Baltimore is just content playing just well enough to beat teams right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're not, they're not coming up with the crazy plays like they did last year for Lamar. Lamar's sitting back in the pocket and it's a different kind of offense. But down the stretch here, they're going to need that home run hitter because Mark Ingram looks washed. I mean, Mark Ingram is you know, running at slightly more than three yards per carry while Dobbins is putting up six. And you could almost argue Gus Edwards when I'm watching the game looks more explosive than Mark Ingram right now. And yeah. they're, they're mixing Gus Edwards in there a little bit. And I'm like, just give JK the ball. You know, we want to see it. And I think Baltimore's yeah. being smart about it. I mean, they realize what they have. They are. And, and no, you and I, it. you and I see it, but your, your less savvy dynasty owner does not. Now's the time oh, yeah. that you make a JK Dobbins offer and you get it out there because He's going to explode just like just like we said with Jonathan Taylor, just like we said with Swift. When he gets his opportunity, I mean, this guy is going to kill it, and totally you're not going to be you're not going to be able to buy him. I've said before yeah. in the next two years, I feel like he's a top five dynasty running back, has that type of ceiling, and right now you could buy him. You know, I feel like teams that are a contender, and I have him on four or five of my contenders, and I'm not going to ship him, but there are offers coming in every day. You know, and they're like. I'll give you a first and Philip Lindsay. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not going to get it done. But I feel like, yeah. you, I feel like you kick the tires with those teams that are they're in contention. You say, Hey, you know, JK Dobbins isn't really doing anything for you this year. Why don't I give you, you know, why don't that's I right. give you David Montgomery in a second, you know, or something yeah. like that. I actually just, just did pick him up. And um, actually we talked about this guy, you know, I'm not as high on him. Um, I actually moved DJ Moore for JK Dobbins and what will be an early first. And I was like, I love that move. I needed the kind of the, the the future running back, and that and that's exactly it, Mike. I mean, buy him now. He's going to explode. This guy has the potential to be a top five back in the future. I, I was that was the guy I was hoping would fall to me in my next spot. So, you, you, of course, you got him. 
Hey, but before before you get your patient. guy, can I add in here? And and this is a great thing that, that you, we can segue off of that. Right now is the time to make those trades for first round picks because everybody feels like they have a shot at contention, especially the leagues that, you know, in a, in a few of my leagues, the 101 through 106 are set by points possible. That way teams don't tank, you know, seven through 12 are, are based off of how you do in the playoffs, but one through six are done by your points possible. And there's a situation where, you know, right now I'm, I'm the sixth seed. And if I win this week, you know, I'll stay there. If I lose because of my points possible, I have the 102. Those are the guys to target, you know, that don't realize they're like, I think I can make the playoffs. What happens with that guy is now all of a sudden he loses a key member. Let's say one of his running backs goes down for the year. That guy thinks he has a late first. He gives it to you. And now all of a sudden that becomes a really early first. And those fringe teams, anything can happen here. And those mid firsts, a lot of times teams this time of year, because they're so competitive, treat it as an as a late first, but it could end up being an early one. Yeah, that's a savvy move. De- definitely. Just like we've been talking about, put an offer out a week for every team that you've got and, and just keep keep those trade talks active and you'll you'll find a way to, to pull some of these guys that we're talking about. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there isn't a league where I don't put out at least one trade per week. And if you're not doing it, you need to start to because the only way you get good at this trades is either, you, you know, you you talk to John or I, you put the hashtag dynasty trades or not dynasty trades, hashtag smash except I'm on some congestion. Smash except okay? baby. Yeah, yeah. it used out. to be used to be dynasty trades, but you put those in there and we're going to give you advice. But the only way to start getting your trade philosophy, your the way you do trades is to get out there and do them. You know, I, I've, I get messages all the time. Hey, dad, what do I do? Like, how do I start this whole thing with trades? Like, I'm afraid I'm going to get ripped off. I lose. You know, I might make 10 trades in a week, but I know I'm going to win eight of them, you know, but those other two create an opportunity to build up. They create an opportunity oh, yeah, no where doubt. you can move with someone else. They create an opportunity where it's like, okay, that guy's a player. He wants to make moves. Yeah, no, that I love it. Well, um, I think I'm rounding out the top 10 here and th- this is definitely a smash on this one. I, I've got Jerry Judy next at the 10 spot. And we, we've talked about this guy as well. It, it's just so helpful to see it out in the field. Everything that we thought we were going to get with Judy is showing up. And I, I you already said it, but he's the alpha. This guy is is really the wide receiver one in Denver. And, and he's paired up with Locke right now. That offense looks like they really want to throw the ball. But yeah, he's got all those traits that you look for in a wide receiver. Right. Not only we already said he's that alpha, he just wants the ball, but he he just runs routes so well, perhaps better than any of these rookie wide receivers. And that says a lot. And so he's just always open. And he he he's shown his ability to go up and get the ball, beat a lot of more uh, you know, veteran DBs in, in the league already. And and so, you know, th- it's it's exciting. Look, Denver's kind of had some issues. Right with with the injury to, to Locke and, and and frankly a few other folks uh, on the offense and so this might actually still be a buying opportunity. I mean the window is pretty pretty near closing on Judy, but see if you maybe float some offers for this guy. I, you know I it, I really can't argue with going Lamb and Jefferson ahead of him, but he's right there in terms of that overall talent and just love getting him here at the ten spot in this this redo draft. Yeah, I, I saw a trade today go down, Adam Thielen straight up for Jerry Judy. If you aren't in clear contention where you know you know that you need Adam Thielen, Jerry Judy, that I mean, that's a slam. That's a smash except for me. You know, there you, you go. go. Smash that's except slam, that. Slam dunk right there. It gets tricky now, right? It I think does. Judy's the end of that tier. Now we got right. that top 10, which we talked about, you know, all offseason. There was 10 guys that you really wanted. And two or three of these guys have moved up. This guy that I'm going to take really came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Josh Robinson right now is the RB7. None of us anticipated that. You Amazing. Know, like Leonard Fournette gets cut. Now all of a sudden we're like, you know, it's de- going to be Devin Ozigbo. Josh Robinson is going to get a couple, you know, they're going to sprinkle him in there. Everybody was saying, hey, go get Chris Thompson. And Josh Robinson is the RB7 with, you know, right now 362 rushing yards, three touchdowns. And then here's the crazy thing. 23 receptions, so he leads all rookie running backs and 207 yards and another touchdown. He yeah. is doing what Leonard Fournette did last year, yep. but a little bit more explosive. And right, I think they must have seen something in camp where they were like, 
Leonard Fournette's expendable. Like this Clearly. guy, this guy is something. And because he went to the small school, kind of got ignored. And it becomes tricky here, right? Like at the at the eleven, I had it between him and Akers and and Gibson, and that's tough because all three of yeah. those guys are good running backs. But Robinson, I have to put him there. I mean, I know the draft pedigree is there, but I keep hearing people say, "Well, you know, I don't think he's going to be the guy next year. Why not? You know, right now he's really proven himself every time. He's got double yeah. digit PPR points in every game he's played in. And if you're building a dynasty team or you're building a franchise, what's the last piece of the puzzle? It should be the running That's back, right. you know? So he's the guy that I think he, you know, he's in a situation where he's an RB1 now. I've been buying him for 21 or 22 firsts all over the place. I have him at 90% exposure and I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. You know, I am perfectly fine with that because he just no goes out every week and does it. I mean, he's, you know, week one, just kind of trying to figure what things out. He had 10 fantasy points. But after that, week two, 21. Week three, 30.9, 14.7, 11, 15.3. And you can use him as your flex because let's be honest. I mean, you didn't go yeah. into the season thinking he was going right. to be your guy. But if you buy him for a late 21 first, late 22 first, now you have that flex in there that's going to put up a steady. You know, right now he's averaging almost 15 points a game. I'll take yeah, that all day long. He's a complete back. He, he, he catches out of the backfield. He's a, he's a three-down back. And, and look, I mean, Jacksonville does have bigger needs. At running back and so yeah i think people continue to doubt him because he was that he doesn't have the the pedigree that went undrafted but again if he's getting it done and they can count on him for as a complete back they have bigger needs in the draft and you could see this guy really becoming a staple there so love the pick it's also who i had at 11. so yeah that's if we're going to keep part. this going yeah let's yeah, round it, out it, that first round it, it really is getting super tricky here I, i'm actually going to throw one that, that might surprise you a little bit Another big time riser that was overlooked a little bit, and that's my boy Claypool. Chase Claypool it, is is c- completely blown up on the scene. Um, I, I mean, I have to admit there might be a little bit of recency bias here after watching that four touchdown game and he scored again this week. They're giving him the ball. I mean, I think he actually, you know, just to take a quick shot at you, Mike, I think he actually has more rushing touchdowns than your your boy Ceh. Uh, yes. But I mean, the, the, but yeah. the point is, yeah, I mean, they they really try to get this guy the ball. Juju, um, wow, I mean, love the guy, so so talented and so young. But Chase Claypool is 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 almost making him look like an afterthought in that offense with Big Ben. And and you know, look, I know Deontay Johnson is is a baller, and he wasn't there uh, in in the blow up game. But what's very clear is Claypool is is a talent way beyond what I think a lot of us realized. Have you watched some of these catches, Mike? I oh, mean, yeah. highlight real catches. I watched catches him against the game. Eagles. And I mean, <laughs> he looks like the real deal. I mean, and they're they're incorporating him kind of like what San Francisco was doing with Debo, right? He He's a much more explosive, but he's a physical wide receiver. I mean, he's able to yeah, take that's right. bubble screens and carries out of the backfield. And he's the wide receiver 10 right now with 18 points per game. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's yeah. – and you were getting him mid-second round. You know, I've seen even late second round – yeah. Because people weren't believing it because it's just another Notre Dame wide receiver. But Big Ben looks for real. Deontay Johnson was getting the, the targets. And I got a little bit of a trade alert here. I made a big-time trade in UDPL2 with Tyler Guntner. Let's hear it. He, uh, I gave him Juju, Gasecki, and a late third for okay. Mark, Mark Andrews. And I got him to throw in Travis Fulgham. Okay, okay. Now, yeah. For me, it was like, like Gasecki's just all over the place right now. Juju's been down. I love mm-hmm. Mark Andrews. And I have been screaming this on Twitter nonstop, but I love Travis Fulton. I've seen him. Yeah, an, how can you not? A, as an Eagles fan, I mean, you're looking at, you know, week his first week there it was like three grabs on three targets, you know, for over 60 yards. Then he has that explosion game with over 10 catches on 10 targets, you know. And then this past week he did it again. And a guy that I've been giving up a pair of third rounders for everywhere, you know, because the guy is still young. He looks like he he looks the part of me. He's a great route runner. He can high point the ball. And there is nothing there in Philly. And we've been trash talking Carson Wentz, myself included. If you had to guess today, where would you say he falls as where QB one through? Well, you know, I, I just I saw the same thing. So uh, but yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I guess he's yeah. what now he's the QB nine. QB nine, right? Crazy. We, if Crazy. people had to, I mean, people have written been, off the guy. Yeah. Exactly. So 
you know, Philly's still putting up points. They're still getting it done with, even if it's trash time. And Travis Fulgham is that guy that I'm, I'm excited with because he's actually putting up better numbers than Juju over the last three weeks. Juju seems like an afterthought. Where are we at on him as a community? I mean, I feel like I had said in the off season, you know, if he bounces back and puts up a 1200 yard, 10 touchdown season again, he's back as a top five dynasty asset. But now we're looking at, you know, we gave him the excuse last year because it was Duck Hodgins and it was, you know, just a bunch of backup quarterbacks. But now he's third in targets on that team. I mean, he's third in in the pecking order there. It's, it's almost obvious. And, and, and again, this is just what five, six games in Chase Claypool's career. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a bad look right now. I think, you got to be patient with him, I, but I, I can't blame you for kind of making a move there because he still does have a lot of that, you know, perceived value. And I think he'll, he could be okay, but it, it is definitely concerning. Yeah. And it's, it's a 1.75 tight end premium. I feel like that yeah. really trying to accent that tight end position. I will never play in a two tight end league again. That's the worst thing ever. Yeah, no thanks. But 1.75 just gives them that little extra. Yeah. No, and Andrews is a, is clearly a huge asset in that format, no question. But I mean, we get the first round done, and Cam Akers, who was going top five, is falling out here completely. Yep. Antonio Gibson, who's who's shown flashes, falls out of there. I mean, let's do a you want to do a rapid fire here and see what we have. Let's go rapid fire. You know, yeah. second round here. I have to take as much as I want Cam Akers. T. Higgins looks like the alpha that we we wanted him to be. He looks like. What yeah, a- he does. What we wanted AJ Green to be, so I'm taking T. Higgins there at 13. Okay, I'm actually going to surprise you. I have now moved Gibson above Acres, so I'm taking Gibson, which would be the 14th pick here. Uh, I mean, I just rattled off. I think the kid can do it all. Run inside, he can score at the goal line. We know he can catch passes. We know he can bust a big play. And here's what I'm imagining: a new QB comes into Washington. I saw our boy Ryan McDowell. Have him. This is a non-superflex redo. Had him at sixth overall, Mike, Ooh. in a redo draft with DLF. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what convinced me to put him just above Acres. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I absolutely love that. If if I mean Washington right now is allowing JD McKissick to get six targets a game in the last couple. Yeah, of Yeah, they're still working on like, working on Gibson. They yeah. realize what Gibson is. He's a work in progress, but he has right. flashed at times and he looks good. And another guy on my rebuilding teams, I am not moving. You know, if you can yeah. get him, go for it. I guess I, at this point, I have to take Cam Akers. Gotta go Akers. Yeah, I mean, it just feels like too far. Um, he he flashed when he was in college. Obviously, had number one recruit coming in and all those things. But he's he's fallen behind in the pecking order here, and the the injury that he sustained, he should have sat out longer. I mean, he's yeah. That that's out of sight, out of mind. He has the talent to be in the top ten of this class for sure. But yeah, I'll, I'll take him there. Well, and that's the trend for my next pick here going rapid fire. Jalen Rager. What? How yeah. did I just get him this this low? Because of recency fun, bias. Right? He's out of sight, yeah, exactly. out of mind. Yeah. Go go put some offers out for Rager. Um, I mean, the limited time we saw him, he blew up. I think if we were to do this draft again at the end of the season, Mike, this is going to look like a value here with Rager. So yeah. that, that's a signal to all you guys out there to, to go trade for the guy. And even if you're a contender, I mean, he's a guy that you can pick up for a late first, you know what I mean? And when you're a contender, it doesn't always mean that they, that late first that you have, you have to use to get a James Conner or a, you know, a veteran presence. It can be a guy like Rager where he ends up appreciating in value. And you got a guy who went, what, 108, 109 in this year's draft that you're getting for 112, you know, in next year's draft. So that's right a great on. one. I got to take Henry Ruggs here. I mean, he's shown, yep. he's shown some sheer explosiveness. And Derek Carr seems to put it together. I think Derek Carr finally got some weapons there. Ruggs looks fantastic. I know in the offseason, everybody wanted to put Edwards above him. But he's really he, – he looks the part, and I'm excited to see what he can do. All right. Thou Chenault. Let this guy Woo! drop any more. Hashtag dad joke. Yeah, there now, you I'm going to go with – yeah, Viscus Chenault. Yeah, well, I had to work one in. Come on. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, Visca Chenault, man. This this guy looks like the real deal in Jacksonville. They're working him in all over. He's got the, the full skill set, even out of the backfield at times. He, the guy can can muscle for the ball. He's got speed. And so excited to, to watch this kid develop. 
Um, for me, I had it right between Chenault and this guy, but I got to take Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I feel like too. he is a clone of Debo Samuel, just a little bit more explosive. And I think they knew what they were doing there. They wanted some smash mouth wide receivers who are, uh, you know, aggressive there. And he has looked very good. And I might prefer him over Debo in Dynasty. You know, I, they're getting really close to me. Um, they really were trying to get Ayuk and Debo behind the line of scrimmage, which is where Jimmy Garoppolo throws his best ball anyways, you know, within those first like three or four yards. But again, yeah. what if they get a quarterback? You know what I mean? Like there's just a situation sure. yeah. where – I'm not a Jimmy G guy. You know, I feel like he's just a game manager. But if they get a guy that can stretch the field, Ayuk, you know, he has those biggest hands in the entire class, yeah. the biggest wingspan, and he can get it done. I'm excited to see what he can do. Also had the biggest hurdle of the year. I mean, that's maybe the rookie play of the year on that run that he had, hurdle in the defender. That's crazy athletic play. So, yeah, that's who I had to with, with Ayuk there. Um, I'm actually going to – as we keep going with rapid fire here, the next guy that I had was actually Michael Pittman. And that, that was another example of, you know, just the injury and he's kind of fallen down rankings. He was actually taken early second, even late first in some rookie drafts. And I think that he still has the potential to, to be like the main guy in, in Indy. I mean, remember when he was playing, looked really good. I am a little bit worried about that injury. So the reason he's sliding like this, but man, that kid can ball. And, yeah. and so don't forget about them. I mean, that, if you're, if you're listening through this rapid fire, these are all potential values. Yeah. Right. Right. From where you're saying at Pittman down, they're all guys that were just like, they just haven't gotten their opportunity yet. I mean, they still have, right. they still have the talent to do that, but they just really haven't gotten that opportunity. Um, and the guy for me that hasn't gotten that opportunity that I loved in the, in the preseason. And you kind of reminded me of him when we were talking here, but that was Denzel Mims. There's yeah, still no alpha sure. wide receiver for the Jets. That's I mean, right. You know, there, there just isn't a, a primary target. I mean, right now, it's Jamison Crowder. You know, Herndon hasn't stepped up. Perriman hasn't stepped up. You know, Barrios is in there from time to time. But there's nothing special there. Once Mims, Mims, yeah. is, people have forgotten about completely. Where I'm, I'm seeing him as a as a toss in on trades right now. And the, oh, the kind that's of talent, beautiful kind of talent he has get him worked in for sure yeah and what, when gauge is gone that, that kid could definitely yeah. blow up yeah, yeah when, so when trades are close like that like what i'm trying to do is awesome player. Know, if we're close i'll say hey man i'll tell you what like we're pretty close here but i'll throw you a third round pick if you throw me denzel mims so they're like eh, yeah all right whatever you know yeah, like you're trying to do those vote. kind of moves or a, even a, i'd be willing to play a 22 second for him because he was going as a 20 20 second and he has the potential and all the skills to move up yeah, so keeping this going, next guy I had up was Joshua Kelly. And, yep. and I, I like this. I mean, we were getting this guy late second in rookie drafts about. Um, and I, mean, I, I think that he's he's shown us some flashes, right? That he can he can run between the tackles. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He, he can make people miss. He's, he's actually a, a bigger guy than the other two guys there with the Chargers. And so you, you can see him as the goal line back. I mean, he's kind of trading off with Jackson right now. But watch out for Kelly. And again, same thing that Mike just said, if he can get, you know, get this guy as a throw in or some kind of um, trade up with, with versus a pick, I, I would consider doing it. I, I think that he, he could actually end up, you could, you can picture this guy being the man at some point and, and, you know, the chargers do want to, to mix in other running backs other than Eckler. That, that, that is clearly the case, especially after the injury. I'm going to backtrack and, you know, go back to the future here. Now I'm going to flip my last pick with Mims to, I forgot about Brian Edwards even. I mean, yeah, we were all gaga over oh, Brian yeah. Edwards, you know, and now yep, he's out of right. sight, out of mind. I mean, we are so just, what have you done for me lately in dynasty? Sometimes we forget about these guys. And that's why this is a nice exercise to remember that Edwards was flashy where people were considering him over rugs, you know, towards the end of the, the dynasty rookie draft season. And now he's fallen completely. So, well, let's do one yeah. more each here. Yeah, so uh, the, the last guy that I'll close with um, has actually fallen quite a bit, and that's Zach Moss. Uh, and, 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 you know, Buffalo, I think really the, the biggest rusher is still Josh Allen, and Singletary has looked okay, but I think we just got to give this guy some time, right? I mean, he was getting drafted into the first round in some rookie drafts for a reason. He, he does have the skill set. I mean, I think it, his first game he caught a touchdown. Um, he... He, he looks to be a guy that, that they like to use to, to um, throw the ball to. 
And, you know, we saw a couple of, of plays where he's breaking some tackles, making some moves. He's got to give the kids some time. He's been banged up. And so this is yet another value that I'm getting here, like the very end of this like rapid fire second, second round. I still, I still believe in the kid. Love it. Love it. There's a couple other guys there. Obviously two guys from green Bay, you know, is AJ Dillon, Jordan love the guy I'm going to close it out with just because people are not big on Carson Wentz right now is Jalen hurts. I think if he gets an opportunity, the value is only going to increase, but these are some of those late round flyers in that second round that, you know, if you guys take them, they give you a great opportunity. And we have another trade alert. Believe it or not, I just got this sent to me in the in our listener league too. We got a deal that my man Roy G NFL sent Justin Herbert and Jonathan Taylor to uh, at not agree less for Matthew Stafford and Alvin Kamara. What do you think of wow. that one? Getting that's that's a big boy trade here. Twitter has that it. At, a, it's a blockbuster. Yeah. Twi- Twitter has it at fifty four percent Stafford Kamara, and forty six percent Herbert and Taylor. Both those guys are both, you know, in, yeah. in competition with me as one of the top teams in that league. But one of them's just trying to get a little bit younger, and I can't yeah. fault him for it. Oh, uh, no. I, I actually think it's a pretty even trade, but um, I, I almost just, I guess we just, we just did this rookie draft here, but I would stick with Herbert and Taylor in that deal, I think. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Well, it's been fun. You know, I mean, every every time we get on here, I, I feel like you and I are very in, li- in line and in sync with things. Yep. And, I was like, I was taking your guy, you were taking my guy, but it was a good exercise. And I feel like you guys as a listener can take some information from this and like, what should I be doing? Who should I be buying? You know, and right now, if you had to say one guy, your biggest rookie buy out of the entire thing based on his cost right now, who would you say that is? I actually think it's J.K. Dobbins. I was just going to say it, man. I'm not even joking. Yeah, I I think it's still J.K. Dobbins right now. Biggest value right now. I, I'm going to go out here after we're done and just make some offers because I feel like I can get him for yeah. like James Conner in a second. You know what I mean? Like for a contending it was, team. Yeah. I was going to say it was Tua, but after the news, it's not anymore. No, you can't I afford it's him. J.K. No. Dobbins. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about that a couple of weeks ago where we were all trying to buy Tua. And I, I, I the, the trickiest part is trying to figure find the biggest sell on this group because I don't really have one. You know, like I'm not looking at anybody on this list and be like, I got to move that guy off my team, you know? There. I'm with you. It, it, it's a tricky time, but I love this rookie class. We talked about it. Next year's rookie class is going to be, you know, it's going to be very top heavy, not quite as deep as this one, but that's another class that we're excited here for. So that's another these, pod for that one. Yep. Buy these 2020 rookies, buy those 2021 rookie drafts, you know, and again, yes, sir. tune in, you know, tune in next week. Obviously we want you guys to go out there and just enjoy the process. Boom.